Bible says in Isaiah 41, it says, fear not, for I am with you. But we just so easily move into fear. Uh, with me right now, Brandon Cole, Pastor C3 Fort Worth. You did a message on fear, just rock me. Uh, it, and you had a couple quotes that, especially one from Rolling Stone. The Rolling Stone, I'm sure, which Cultural is everyone, icon magazine. everyone's favorite yeah. magazine subscription. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, pretty clear. It says, for mass media, insurance companies, big pharma, advocacy groups, lawyers, politicians, and so many more, your fear is worth billions. And fortunately wow. for them, your fear is also very easy to manipulate. Wow. We are wired to respond to it above everything else. If you miss an opportunity for abundance, life will go on. Mm. If you miss an opportunity or an important fear cue, it won't. Wow. Pretty strong quote. Yeah. In other words, if we, if we just miss a little appointment or something, this life goes on. But if we miss this fear moment yeah. that the news cycle, whoever, whatever, culture, yeah. the atmosphere of fear... If we miss that cue, we're done. You don't stop. We're you toast. don't move right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and which is why straight. it's easy to manipulate. Fear will always be present. It's just whether or not you are listening the right way or hearing the right thing or discerning what it is. That is so strong. Today, we're going to talk on Brave Men about overcoming fear, about defeating what is a natural emotion, right? Right, right. Fear. It's not like Jesus looked at the guys in the boat and go, hey, why did you fear? You guys idiots or what? Right. And they looked at him and go, I don't know. You made us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, he didn't put him down for having fear, natural human emotion. But it's how you it's what you just said, how you process it. Right. And our culture has actually developed a system, a way of living in which fear is worth a lot of money to a yeah. lot of people. It's stunning to me. So today on Brave Men, we're going to hit that. Remember, for all your discipling needs, discipling men, sons, uh, go to cmn.men, cmn.men, christianmensnetwork.men. Today, Brandon Cole going through how to defeat fear and what that means, how we actually process that out today on Brave Men. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. I mean, this whole thing on fear that you were teaching, Brandon, that, that I heard at C3 Fort Worth. And what's the website again? C3FortWorth.com. Easy. <laughs> okay, easy. So uh, this came out of uh, teachings you did on Look Up. Yeah, talking right? about the life of Abram. At the time, it would have been Abram, Genesis yeah. 15. Get out of the tent, look up, count the stars. Get out of the tent right there is a yeah. big thing today. People don't yeah. get out of the house. Right. I mean, right. still, we're in this look PTSD thing. Look, looking up is scientifically known. If you could just find a horizon at least once a day, it's going to make your life better. That's something they studied in, in New York City and places like that. Big cities, right? Yeah, people being surrounded by buildings. If you, you just can be so um, overwhelmed by what is around you, just look up the street, find the sun, and just the makeup of your body will begin to change. You know how I think we end up sometimes? You know how we've gone on horseback rides, you know, like years ago, mm -hmm. little trail rides. And your horse just follows the butt yeah. of the horse in front of it. Oh, it's so true. It's like, and we just end up like that. And it's as if this culture has actually designed itself, if you will, the negative culture, culture apart from Christ mm. to sort of put us in those little lines. Hey, just follow that guy. Do that. And because if you get off, you know, it reminds me of 1984, the Big Brother uh, Apple commercial mm -hmm. where the guy threw the... Uh, Hammer at the, the screen. The athlete threw the hammer at the screen. Yeah. 
because we so easily fall into fear. Well, it's, it, you know, like the quote said from Rolling Stone, fear is easy to manipulate. And, and to be real honest, the church has done this well too, right? We yeah, all are really yeah. good at using fear yeah. to make people do things. And there are times where that's a necessary thing. Hey, you touch the, uh, you touch the, the iron while it's hot. Yeah, you, you have burn. to know the consequences. Yeah, that, and yeah. fear has, has served so us well right. as people, yeah, yeah. as a culture in general, <clears throat> To not do certain things because certain things will happen. Yeah. If you come home and you left the front door closed and now it's slightly ajar, that's there's a, a light on in the back. You should make maybe step back. Fear might the help you. That, that is a helpful <laughs> thing. Right. But we are, you know, we are living in what Paul tells Timothy. We are living in a spirit of fear. Mm. We're living and we could maybe go back to the Genesis story of God breathing into Adam life. Yeah. There's this spirit of fear, this kind of breathing in and out of fear every day that keeps us paralyzed. And if if the breath of God brings animation in life, then then the breath the of antithesis. fear, yeah. right? The opposite of that is going to bring, um, yeah, brings inertia. Uh, We're stuck. Paralysis. Paralysis. It, it shuts you down. Yeah, we become a rock. We're just yes. Not a living rock. We move back to just being a form of a man, not actually like wow, like being so good. a man, you know. Yeah, and Abram, you use the the uh, illustration of Abram because Abram had to actually trust God. I mean, he had to overcome this fear. I mean, here's a guy who worshipped the moon, and all of a sudden he's like talking to God, and and he's got to move into something that took faith, and he becomes, mm -hmm. even though he didn't live a perfect life, right? He's he's the father of faith. No, and even when, you know, we were using the Genesis 15 moment, which would have been three chapters, which who knows exactly how long that is, but that would have been after he'd given uh, Sarah as a, it called her his sister. Oh, that's right. Right? It would have been after he had just gone and killed a bunch of kings to save a lot. So he's that's a little right. afraid there. And he had already had a and, promise. And then he'd already and had this promise that you're going to be multiplied, you're going to yeah. be a great name, you're going to bless many wow. nations. And then and then God shows up to him in the tent and says, do not be afraid. Which if you think about it, when you think about Mary, when you think about Joseph, when you think about mm. uh, Joshua, when you think about uh, Paul, right, wrote to Damascus, when you think about all these people, fear was always something that God had to shut down. Mm. Hey, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. When he shows up to the disciples in the <laughs> boat, he goes, hey, don't be yeah. afraid. Well, or, or when he showed up in the middle of a house where the door was locked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fear don't not. Be afraid. Don't do be not afraid. be afraid. And he <laughs> said that that phrase is reference. What? Fear not. Do not be afraid. Some 300 times throughout the Bible. And it's, it's everywhere. It's always. Yeah. And so when he shows up to Abram after these things had happened, he 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 tried to do it his own way, which didn't work. Then he he went and saved Lot, which makes him afraid of the three or four or five kings that are going to come mm. after him. And then God says, do not be afraid. Yeah. Wow. And he says, I am your shield. I am your great reward. Wow. So do not fear because fear will always be present. Yeah. Fear is ubiquitous. It's part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Again, like we talked about, it could actually protect us from something. Right. You know, sometimes fear ought to be present when we say, here, watch this or here, hold my beer. Watch this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would the save best you line ever. Real, yeah. It right. would save you from a lot of hurt. A lot of viral videos. <laughs> and from viral being on the viral yeah, video. Yeah. Being the subject of uh, that Instagram account. Yeah. So fear is normal life in the sense that it's part of the fallen world. Whereas the new creation, when we become a follower of Christ, the Bible says, Paul said that the church at Corinth, we become a new creation. Right. So new creation is about living in faith and trusting him. Right. And that's what Abram did. Yeah. So uh, fear is 
But sometimes fear can just get overwhelming, Brian. Yeah, well, I think you're in a, I, I think you're in a, a day and age when it's, it's really easy to find it. It's easy to find things to be afraid of. And it's, and it's wow. always being tell, told yeah. to you. Fear has a really interesting way. Well, what, let's say it better. The enemy has a really interesting way of always pointing out the things you should be afraid of. Wow. All, fear will always be present, so it must always be addressed. Any career opportunity, any calling moment, any relationship situation, any step you have to take, any growth moment is always, you're always going to have to address the fear that is naturally mm. present. It has to be addressed. And otherwise it sits and just eats away at you. And eventually it's going to come out. And faith is the way we do that. You know, fear and faith are both contagious. They both wow. seem to kind of like yeah. spread like wildfire. Yeah. Um, you see one person look up and duck. A bunch of people are going to look up and duck, even if they don't know <laughs> what's coming. Even if they don't see anything. Yeah. Um, but faith is the same way. You see one person stand up in the middle of a difficult situation. And all of a sudden, other up. people start to stand up. Wow. They're both contagious. And like Grandpa used to say, right, fear and faith are the same thing. They both believe that ha what has not happened is going to happen. Yeah. Same definition, two different kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So very, the secret sauce of faith is that every time God says, fear not, he, he then addresses where he is in relation to that. So he always says, fear not, for I am. Wow. He never says, fear not, because you should be bigger, stronger, better. He always says, fear not. Wow. Because I'm present. That is so good. That, that's hot. Um, say that again. He, when he tells us to fear not. He's, he, al he always then addresses his, his presence, where he is, his, his relationship to it. Yeah. Which is what fear is. Fear ultimately is you're on your own and there's no way you're going to accomplish this. And God's not there. And God, there's no way God's going to yeah, rescue you. because he doesn't give a rip. So you should be very, very afraid. Yeah. You should be very, very So afraid. faith is to say, no, 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 no. He is here. He's wow. always here. He's going to be here. And I can move forward. So out of that comes courage. Right. Boldness, uh, strength, the ability to make decisions. Right. I mean, because when, when you're operating in fear, you're indecisive. Right. Right? And indecision is is that paralysis thing it's that subsonic sound of the of the lion when it yeah. roars and then these small animals are just stuck you know so the fact is is don't get paralyzed by the roar right and there's a lot of that going on isn't there yeah you know that makes me i know this is such an aside but i remember the the snake in our ranch house not our ranch house i lived in a house with a couple of buddies and it was like the one last remaining ranch house in this whole area yeah. and, uh, and had its cracks. And so we came home hearing what sounded to be a rattlesnake coming from our bathroom. Um, and we, I mean, it was a two day, two day ordeal. The city we were in didn't have animal control. And oh no, wait so a minute. You just closed the door and started calling we, we people. Cl well, we called animal control cause we didn't know what to do. <laughs> and, uh, my friend had found it. He had opened the drawer and put his hand in there and heard the rattle, felt something move, and he shut it and was like, oh, I'm out. I mean, we used shovels. We used our commissioning sword. Uh, we used, uh, we used some, we tried to poison the thing. Um, I mean, the thing was six feet long. It was a legitimately scary thing yeah. and uh, played pranks with it. It was fun. But then we found out that it was a corn snake. And it's, and it's a defense mechanism <laughs> it's to is sound to sound like, like a rattlesnake. rattlesnake. Yeah. And I think there's so much yeah. of that, right? Wow. It, 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 what, I mean, and again, over the last couple of years, um, you would have to say that, that 
Uh, we've had a lot of corn snakes that sounded like rattlesnakes. Dude, that's a, uh, the enemy like a roaring lion. Yeah, it's not yeah, a roaring lion, fake. but it sure does sound like it. Yeah. And I think we can um, allow things to just get bigger and bigger and bigger Dude. and bigger. And if we're not around people who speak faith into our life, yeah, then then it's going to it's just going to get to grow un um, unhindered. Yeah, because the unregenerate mind will move right with you to fear, right. and it'll amplify. Right. And usually it's it's when you put it out there, like on the gram or, you know, social media somewhere and, and you're like this and this. And, and then a hundred people will jump on and go, yeah, yeah, I had an uncle who did that. And yeah, it's terrible. And pretty soon you're just down this path of you're paralyzed. It's talking with Brandon Cole who's the pastor of C3 Fort Worth and also uh, my son. Yeah. You're an awesome pastor. And is a great church uh, near Southside, Fort Worth. Yeah, Historic Southside. Yeah, we're, yeah. yeah. And historic Southside just bought a new building. Yeah, right there, about two blocks from uh, Juneteenth uh, Museum, where the new As, yeah they, National Museum's the, going in. Yeah, yeah, and um, just a great area. You're involved in the community, doing some stuff with different people. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, you and your wife Meredith, and uh, two awesome little boys. Yeah, Casey and Grayson. Casey uh, and Grayson. Who were both very athletic, took after their papa. Yeah, yeah not their dad. <laughs> oh, you laughed. Okay, yeah. great. It's good, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, but but you, this message on fear just resonated with me because it is something that all of us deal with. And uh, how do you how do you defeat that? How do you combat that? I mean, we know we have it. How do we go after this thing? Well, I think. I mean, you know, one, I would say, I don't know that I've ever fully defeated it. I think we all have right. moments okay. and times where fear yeah. pops up. And I don't, I think that might be the number one um, thing is to understand that in our natural understanding of life. And, and like we said, even in the good moments of fear, um, the reality is, is that fear will be present. There will be, we hold within every op op opportunity in every uh, circumstance and situation, every decision moment we hold within it the potential for fear and faith. Wow. We get to, in many ways, choose that. We get to choose that it's all going to go bad, it's going to go poorly, and and it will, we can prophesy into our future if wow. we want to say right. it that way. Yeah. Right? There, there is, we hold that within us. That doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. I don't think that when uh, Jesus, I mean, because Jesus later on says, do not fear for I've overcome the world. And the reason he's saying that is because life's about to get difficult. And I want you to understand that when it looks like the world is overcoming you, I have overcome the world. And so number one is knowing that fear is always going to be knocking at our door. That's always true. Um, I think the natural or, or the, the, the normal way we typically answer this question is to say that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. And what I want to tell people is there is just no other answer. Wow. There's just no other, we could try to go, here's your seven step process for dealing with right. this, but there, you will bear the fruit of the seeds you're planting and sowing. And that includes your own, into your own life, into your own heart and your own mind. And so if there is a, an abundance of negative news that you're listening to, because um, I think even over time, over the last couple of years, there's been moments where the church has reacted in fear. Mm -hmm. Oh, things are changing. Things are shifting. This isn't, and we lose our ability. The moment we begin operating in fear, we lose our ability to speak to the moment mm. because it, it, we have now just become like everything else. Yeah. We are no longer the settled people. We've of faith. lost our salt. We've lost the, yeah, we've yeah. lost our firm footing. 
And ultimately, and this is what, this is why God addresses it when he says, do not be afraid. He says, I am your, uh, I am your, your shield and your great reward. Mm. And uh, one commentary says this, that it, it addresses two, the two things that most of us struggle with. It addresses our security and our satisfaction. Wow. That I am your great reward, even though your dream hasn't come true yet, even though I'm showing you more stars, I'm not giving you a baby yet. I'm showing you more stars. Uh, I'm, I, you've had a couple mess ups. You're going to have a mess up. I'm, I am your shield and I am your great reward. I am the thing that will secure you where you want to be insecure. Yeah. I am the thing that will satisfy you where you feel unfulfilled. I am. And it will never, ever change. And that's when we can curate and cultivate a life where we are dependent upon God. And ultimately, that is what, what this life of faith is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, if we are really comfortable right now, yeah. there's a chance... <laughs> Right. That maybe we kind of settled. Yeah. We're just yeah. kind of just kind of comfortable. I told the early yeah, on lazy this, boy with a, you know, you got your stuff here. You got your thing. Yeah. Here, and you got the little room. I don't know why I need the Holy Spirit, the comforter, if I'm never going to be uncomfortable. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's right. I, I remember saying this early in the series that that's for some of us, our our great um, enemy of us taking this step of faith is not our past failures, but our past successes. Wow. For some of us, we're not living that next step of faith, that next thing, because we have gotten, we've done so well mm. that we're not dreaming anymore. We don't need to count the stars. I got 400 tents, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to think as big as God's thinking. Yeah. And, and for some of us, we gotta, we gotta get out of our tent. Now there's times that God reminds us, right? Mm -hmm. Over and over, Jesus will say, didn't I do this? God, yeah, God will say, right. didn't I take you through the Red Sea? Didn't I? And he'll remind us. But his reminder is not about getting fixated on the past. His reminder about our past yeah. is being able to pivot and move forward. Yeah. And that is that is just so strong. It's our, um, but the other, the other verse you would read is Hebrews 12, fix your eyes on Jesus, mm -hmm. which fix your eyes doesn't mean repair them. It means to attach them. Wow. It means to put them on a, a line where you, when Jesus moves, when God moves, you move. When you, when he's doing something different than you expected, you go with him, mm -hmm. not with what you expected. That you are, your eyes are always on Jesus, that you would see Jesus. That would be your North Star. You wouldn't move off of that. Yeah. And he will be the author and perfecter of your faith. Yeah. And later on, it says, then when you grow weary, if you keep your eyes on Christ, if you read the Gospel of John every day, if you if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will not grow tired because you will remember mm. what He did and what He's done. Yeah, you know when you when you uh, sail a boat, sail a ship, or uh, fly an airplane, you fix your course, mm -hmm. and that's that same piece. Then fix your eyes on on Christ, and really it comes back to this, Brand. It's it's about Jesus. All comes back to Jesus. In fact, the, the whole Bible, it's not like Jesus showed up at Christmas. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not, it's not like, oh, thank God, you know, Jesus yeah. was finally born and all this stuff. No, he was there for he's the beginning and the end. They're there through all creation. Right. And so all of this is about Christ. Now, the thing that that struck me, you pointed out was in the first verse of Genesis 15, it says some time later i'm reading from the new living translation mm -hmm. of course you use the uh what are you using there? uh christian standard christian standard yeah and so uh it's the standard well, for christians well yeah you're yeah. a better christian yeah. than i am so i understand <laughs> that so uh but it says some time later the lord yeah. spoke to abram yeah 
the sometime later is where we easily get into fear. Yeah. After what? Well, yeah. I think mine says after all these things, after all these things, after all these things. Yeah. The God came back to remind it's probably, him. Calling. It's probably at least 15 years after the initial promise, if not 20 years. Right. Right. So now here he is like after. <laughs> well, and he, he shows up and, and this, the, that whole verse is, I mean, you could just talking about Jesus being yeah. in all of this is yeah. that after all these things, after all your screw ups, after all your successes, after all right. the things you may have done well or not done well, after all the things that you think disqualify you or qualify you for the hand of God in your life, for the call of God in your life, after all these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, which I think is interesting that the word came in a vision, hmm. which maybe you could point to that possibly being Jesus because he is the right the word. He is the, the living word. And it says, do not be afraid, Abram. And he preempts any fear Abram could speak of with the statement, do not be afraid. And so, in, in other words, God almost knew what Abram's already feeling. God knew that Abram's feeling fear. He's feeling the fear of uh, maybe retribution from kings he's just defeated. He's fearing um, his failures catching up with him, the mistakes he's made. He's fearing unfulfilled promise. I moved my whole family. I was doing just fine. Uh, what am I doing out here in a tent, wandering the wilderness, wow. when I've got all this stuff and I've, I've made all my wealth? You know what? I'm, there's a lot of fears that could be dealt with there. But that goes back to even Paul's admonition to Timothy, right? We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, right? That we are uh, people who live with strength, live with power. We, we are been given a certain um, grace to do a particular thing. We live with love, right? We're sacrificial and, and unconditional in our love, and we've been given a sound mind. We don't go crazy when the world goes crazy. Yeah. And those would address the fears Abram's, Abram would have had in the, that moment, right? Can I do what you called me to do? Can I live this thing out the way I need to live this thing out? Can I think rightly about what you've put me in front of? You yeah. Know? Because I've messed up a few times. Am I going to mess up again? You had a couple other quotes. Oh, now, I had, now, you know what was wild? I think that particular Sunday may have been the one Sunday you didn't have an N.T. Wright quote. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I got a few one of them. One of out our there, favorites. You know? One of our, you're like you're one of your core guys, but uh, yeah. and one of our it didn't have a Leonard Sweet quote or a uh, N.T. Wright quote. Well, I, okay, so I, yeah, I would say um, I'll read a couple, and I think they tie in together, uh, and. The Atlantic wrote an article about where did the where did um, childhood go? Yeah, no, that was a great it's a article. Really fascinating. If you haven't article. read it, yeah, it's, it's long. Um, I think it's called yeah. "Where Where Where's Childhood Gone." Where's Childhood it's Gone? Yeah, years ago. And they said this: the imagine, imagine kids. for a moment that the future is going to be even more stressful than the present. And maybe you don't need to imagine this; you probably already believe it. According to a survey from the Pew Research Center last year, 60% of American adults think that three decades from now, the U.S. will be less powerful than it is today. Six out of ten. Yep. Almost two-thirds say it will be even more divided politically. Wow. 59% think the environment will be degraded. Nearly three-quarters say that the gap between the haves and the have-nots will be wider. A plurality expect the average family standard of living to have declined. Most of us presumably have recently become acutely aware of the danger of global pandemics. Mm. So that's all happening around Gee. us, right? And then you're raising children in a, a very, 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 very safety conscious world. Oh man. Everything's gotta be safety. And I fully understand that, but to the point now where we are your not- Your kids can't walk to school, even if you're down the block. You, and so we've lost the ability to, that's where kids in a healthy way, 
gain resilience. And so if God is our good father, there will be times as men and as people where everything won't be laid out perfectly for you. It will not all be answered for you. And our faith is that God is there. And that when he lets us go ride our bike for the first time without training Mm -hmm. wheels, even if we fall, he's not leaving. Yeah. But he's going to let us try. He's going to let us give it a go. And I think that's important. And when we lose that ability to of resilience and we don't learn resilience, then we also don't know how to react. Yeah. Which leads into that Mark Sayers quote, which is any system, be it a nation, family or workplace that is swamped by chronic anxiety or fear will be marked by reactivity. Those within the system no longer act rationally. Instead, high emotion becomes the dominant form of interaction. Yeah, no question. I would say that's kind of where we where we're living right now. Yeah, it's where we're at. And, you know, if you know, for a number of years, we've talked about helicopter moms, you know, the kid falls down, mom comes in and picks him up. Yeah. And we've got this crazy phenomenon now. It's it, it, I would say helicopter parents, men and yeah, women. I would agree. It's, not, it's moms and dads. And one of the big things that they're dealing with in u- universities and colleges and higher education is when somebody doesn't get a good grade or they didn't get in a class, uh, the parents are calling. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with hundreds of these, these uh, institutions of higher learning, regardless of, of you know how you and Charlie Kirk might, might think of them. Hmm. Uh, the fact is, is that there's hundreds of parents calling. And now the big thing at HR departments and corporations is uh, a kid comes out of college. So now he's in his 20s, doesn't get something or something doesn't happen. And the parents call again. Yeah. It, it was a Wall Street Journal had an article about parents calling. And, and really, that comes back to it does come back to fear because the parents are like, you know, there's a lot of different levels on that. What are we going to look like? What kind of kid do we raise? You know, what's going to happen mm-hmm. to them? Uh, but if we don't allow kids to fall and skin their knee, they're never going to learn resilience. Right. They're not going to learn how to live with grit. Right. It's going to be everything's just taken care of for them. It's all it's uh, sanitized. Yeah. And in fact, speaking of sanitized, uh, talking with a uh, psychologist recently who said a lot of the things they're dealing with, psychosomatic illnesses and all these things, um, and also a lot of the allergies we're dealing with come from the fact that we have made the world too clean. Mm hmm. Isn't that crazy? No, it's, it's true. So now Very we have true. to take probiotics in order to grow our our uh, gut bacteria in order to be healthier because we've sanitized everything else. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, and again, okay. So we come back to the root well, fear. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think that's a big, a big topic. And I've had to, I've had to pull myself back a little bit on my boys and let them kind of go after it because the reality is, is if they live a reactive life, they'll be exhausted. Um, they'll never feel like they've made it. They'll never feel accomplished yeah. because everything good or bad is, is reacted to in a, in a way that is lacks any real discernment or understanding of the situation because it's so tough and so bad and everything's yeah. difficult and everything's hard. Um, uh, William Barclay said, uh, most of us live a cautious life on the principle of safety first. But to live the Christian life, there is, necess- uh, there is necessarily a certain reckless willingness to adventure. Come on. If faith can see every step of the way, it is not really faith. It is sometimes <laughs> necessary for the Christian to take the way to which the voice of God is calling him without knowing what the consequence will be. Like Abraham, 
He has to go out not knowing where he is going. And I think your kids need to see that, right? I think there needs to be kids or people around you need to see a church, need to see a people of God who are not reactive. That we've established this counterformational way of life when we take a Sabbath, because you know what? I trust God that the business is still going to be there. Work's still going to be there. I'm still going to be successful. I'm going to take a day or I'm going to wake up in the morning and pray. Yeah. even though my to-do yeah. list is too long. Yeah. We, we, we are living reactive lifestyle and that when we are fueled by fear, mm. we will burn out. And we react. We just because keep we're reacting. reacting. Bam, Everything has got to be reacted. So we're, we're spinning, we're throwing, we're. And that's at a surface level. Yeah. And we, and we do that. I think it was Jim McMahon. And I put it in a book called Daring, which is part of our Monday night, one of our Monday night men uh, series uh, going through Daring. But it was Jim McMahon, the quarterback for Chicago Bears. And he said, basically, every, every pass that I throw is, is risky. He says, right. people tell me I'm a risky quarterback. He said, they're all risky. Right. Other, he said, otherwise, it wouldn't be called risky. It would be called a sure thing pass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like. Right. Right. Okay, run that play because every time you're going to catch it. Every time I'm going to throw it right. But life has risk. It was Jim Hunter along that same vein who was the champion, downhill champion of Canada. And I'll never forget standing with him up there in Calgary on his, watching him in his practice runs. And these guys are going 70, and you're a good skier. And these guys, are going, <laughs> these guys are going 75 miles an hour on icy snow, right? It's ice yeah. through these downhill courses. I said, Jim, how do you do that? He said, I practice. I get myself ready mentally, physically. But then when I, when I push off the top, I just ski with reckless abandon. Yeah. And I think that's how we have to live. Yeah. I, I think there's a... Going um, after Jesus. In a moment like this, Alan Hirsch talks about this apocalyptic times, apocalyptic meaning that it was a revealing time, that it, something was being revealed in that season, in that time. And, and what we just went through, or maybe what we see is writing on the wall is that we're entering into or going through an apocalyptic time, a time of revealing. But for the settled people of faith, for the people who, of faith whose citizenship resides in Christ, mm, yeah. for those people, this is not a time that reveals we don't have it. It's a time that reveals we do have it. <laughs> and if we don't exactly. live by faith, which is we are meant to go by faith, we are meant to walk by Faith, successful or not successful, great days, bad days, we are meant to walk by faith, trusting Come that on. the sovereign Lord is working Come on. even behind the scenes. And if we if we live the way the world lives, we'll have that spirit of fear. We will live with the same anxiety, same worry. And this is not to say that you'll never experience that or that people are dealing with that or somehow wrong. Or It's just simply to say that overall, we should be people who stand up in the trusting of God. Come on. Do not be afraid. I am your shield. I am your great reward. And we, we want to be revealed when all things are shaken, we are not shaken. When all things are moved, we are not moved. Mm. When all things fall, we remain standing. Come on. Because not because of our own strength, not because of, we have somehow figured out the seven step system to <laughs> successful standing in bad times. We, it's because we trust in the Lord. It, well, that is it. And that is it, because here's the thing. You can have that seven-step system. And I was just thinking of John Wooden with his seven creeds of life that he mm-hmm. learned from his dad. Um, and, and the fact is, is that you could have those seven steps and not do them. Right. You can have those seven steps and eventually you're, like you're going to realize you need eight steps. <laughs> you know, I mean, every system we create is not going to work forever. Yeah. 
Things yeah. are Unless number world. one is trust Jesus. God. Yeah, that's a yeah, one yeah. step. That's a, that's a one step. Trust God. And you got the eight others, and each one yeah. of those says refer, refer, to, yeah, yeah. refer, to, <laughs> step refer one. to step one. And that can feel almost, I, I get it. Sometimes that can feel a bit of a cop out. Oh, that's an easy answer. That's what people say. But that's, that is it. But where are you going to go? If you're, you know, right. if the plane starts going weird when you're traveling on it, you, you become a prayer warrior. You know, I mean, it, it is, it is this. And if we can Dude, build everybody a life prays. that is, everybody prays, right, it's that is, if we can build a life that is proactive, not reactive. Yeah. Then, um, there, there, there's a, a, a great quote that I, I really, I don't know who this person is. Oh, hopefully he's a great guy. This guy named Clarence London. He's a, uh, was a theologian. He said, continued communion gives constant comfort. Mm. This fellowship with God brings simplicity and rest of heart. One is not afraid of sudden fear. The soul turns to occupation with heavenly things. And right, Paul's talking to Timothy and he says, hey, you know, your grandmother had amazing faith. Your mom had incredible faith. Stir up that gift. Stir up that gift. Rekindle that gift. And many of us, when we wake up, we kindle a different thing. We kindle fear by scrolling we kindle fear by looking at our to-do to list. We kindle fear by checking our bank account. We, yeah. we, we kindle fear. We, can, we, we burn a different fire. And what the Lord's trying to get us to do, what Paul's trying to get Timothy to do, is wake up and kindle a fire that when the fear tries to creep in, the fire burns it up. Yeah. If, we can, if we can rekindle, if we can set up patterns and rhythms and have relationships that stoke the flame of faith through the word, through prayer, through just simply being together with other people, it will, it will consume all the fear. Boy, I'll tell you that being with other people right there, brotherhood, that's good. That's key right there. Mm -hmm. You've got to be in relationship. And that's why for me, and, and I like Zoom and I like all the technical stuff. And we do that YouTube teaching with mm -hmm. Monday Night Men. We do all these things. And C3FortWorth.com, you've got your messages on, mm -hmm. you know, on there. And you've got podcasts and blog and cool stuff. <laughs> Bottom line is, if if you're not coming out of the cave, right? If And I don't mean just the cave staying in your house. I'm talking about that cave, that personal thing that you just kind of shield everybody off. If you don't mm -hmm. come out of that and get with some people, it's going to get darker and darker and darker mm -hmm. in that cave. You've got to get with people. Yeah. And you've got to come out and know. So whatever that means. Whether you, whether yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't mean a, that it always has to be a Bible study or that it yeah. has to be a... You, you need to sit across the table from somebody and see that there's yeah. life going on, that things are happening. Jesus said this, I've told you all these things. This is uh, John 16, uh, 33. I've told you all these things so that you may have peace. This is a New Living Translation. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, which is a, a beautiful promise. <laughs> so here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. Take heart because I have overcome the world. Bottom line is this, is that uh, we talk about this a lot, is that God has a plan for mankind, a plan for the redemption of the earth and a purpose for your life within that plan. And too often we got taught, particularly I did in uh, my upbringing, that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And I kept thinking I screwed the plan up. Yeah. I kept thinking, dude, I, I, I'm off course. I will never find it again. Yeah. So now it's not only fear, it's fear of failure, fear that I won't get back there. And then we just kind of go into resignation. Yeah. Right. So fear produces, if you will, sort of a resignation like, well, whatever. Yeah. 
you know, hey, you know, it's I guess I guess I'm just a bad guy. I guess yeah. it's just the way it is. But God has a, an amazing purpose for every single man and woman on the face of the earth. Yeah. Ephesians 2.10, right? Right. You're my masterpiece. I created you for good works from before you were ever born. Every person born on purpose, with a purpose, within the plan of God. Yeah. You know, I think that that probably goes back a little bit to, I wouldn't call it a bad reading. I think we've all done it. But of Genesis, where we tend to think the garden was dependent <laughs> on our perfection. Yeah. And it was perfect to begin with. And it wasn't. Yeah. God, The garden was a gift. Yeah. The garden was this this initiative of God to establish the kingdom on earth, but it was a gift. It was like Plato in the hands of a child. Hey, go create, go name these animals, right? Go go make sure these things are growing. Like, hey, let's let go enjoy. You know, one of the earliest creeds of all time was that we would um enjoy God and and glorify him. Right. It was it. That was it. It was all yeah. let's enjoy him. Let's and go glorify back there. Him. And so like, <laughs> right. And and I think that's where right. we get it wrong. We feel like if we've missed it, somehow we've messed up the plan. God can't recover. There's no way. And we're disqualified. That we're disqualified. Yeah. We're out of the plan. Yeah, yeah, dude. And, I'm, and part I'm of off one the of the trails. greatest things. How many you, times have people said, I'm off the rails? What does that mean? That means we thought there was a rail. Right. The amount of times I've introduced myself as a pastor and people then proceed to tell me where, well, I stopped going <laughs> because I failed it. And I did it. And I'm like, man, I didn't even... I'm, not even, I'm just asking who you are. <laughs> yeah. I think we just, we get into this place where religion is a reminder sometimes of where we've missed it. Wow. And I think, I think these kind of moments Rather where hope it, oh, it's it. And, and even this Hebrews 11, six without faith, it's impossible yeah. to please God. Yeah. But if you think about it said a different way with fear, it's impossible to please God because God wants you to live this life of expansive views wow. of, of faith that, that a, believes that so trust God that can walk out of your tent, look up at the stars and count. Cause there's a funny thing about that statement. Hey, count the stars. Well, do you think like three weeks later, God came knocking and said, Hey, have you finished that homework? Have assignment? You <laughs> like, I don't think that was the goal. The goal was not, <laughs> Hey, Abram, I'm really struggling yeah. with how many stars there are. I need you to let me know. Yeah. The whole point of that exercise was to remind Abram that God was bigger. Yeah. And that his plans for you and him were bigger. And you will never, ever, ever, wow. ever, ever be able to somehow simplify, put borders on, put limits on, simplify even the, the great calling God has for humanity. Mm. And our job is to enjoy it. And glorify him in it. Yeah. Reflect his presence. And be that. And and that requires us to trust him. That requires us to step out, to speak out, to be people of faith. Mm. And we really do have to inventory if the thing we're posting on social media or the people we're Come following on. on social media or the so dinner good. table conversations we're having yeah. or if the way we're treating our neighbor or the signs we're putting in our yard or right. whatever it is. Wow. Are we doing that because we're afraid of something that's coming? Or because we have faith that the kingdom is on its way. Yeah. Because we are citizens people of the of kingdom. Hope. And we're people of hope. Paul says it, right? You, you, have been, you have been brought into new life with Christ. You now live with him. It's my definition. It doesn't, yep. It's not even like you now live in a certain place. You live in Christ. That is now your kingdom. <sighs> so that good. is now your residing place. And it, so f we have to take inventory of our own life. It's like, are we daily reacting to all the things we're getting yeah or we a yeah as some would say a um uh a non-anxious presence in the world or are we adding to the anxiety wow 
with all of the rhetoric and all of the things we're saying? Or are we, are we that non-anxious, firmly planted, settled people of faith shalom. in an unsettled world? What do you say about shalom? How do you define it? Wholeness, peace, it, it, taking time to, to, to let God's wholeness, right? It, it's to really take it in. All things as they should be. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it is a, yeah. And that's where peace comes in, right? I mean, that's communion with God brings that, the peace that surpasses understanding, yeah. the wholeness, the, the coming together of mind, body, and will. Um, yeah, it's such an important. If you live in the Fort Worth area, you should be going to this church. I mean, we love There's Jeff Wickwire. Yeah, we love, I like, I like uh, Landon yeah, some great and churches all around. the guys. Yeah. <laughs> but c3fortworth.com. And uh, for your tools and resources, Brandon, my son, who's uh, sitting here with me and sharing these incredible things, uh, I sat down with him when he was uh, 10 years old and his younger brother Bryce at nine years old, nine and 10, and we went through strong men in tough times mm. at the kitchen table. And apparently 9 a.m. was too early at that point in your life. It's like there was a lot of like, oh, yeah. Anyway, but nine and ten, and uh, started going through that, and and part of the undergirding of his life, and so that's why we have the tools and resources. We're not just about selling books. What we're trying to do is basically have the resources to build strong men, because strong men make strong families, and strong families make strong churches. Mm. And Christian Men's Network is a church resource to build strong churches, because we believe. The church is the hope of the world. And uh, it's been great, Brand. We could talk for another 20 minutes easy. Yeah. And, uh, but, you can, but you can also, don't you have this on a uh, podcast or something? Yeah, easiest is probably our YouTube channel, but we are getting, yeah, stuff that's going on our podcast. YouTube and, channel. And, yeah. C3 okay. Fort Worth, easy. C3 Fort Worth. Uh, it's the letter C, not letter the word. Letter C. Yeah. S-E, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't spell out the number three. It's the number three, four yeah. words. It's yeah. like I tell people when I say cmn.men, go to cmn.men. I say not CNN. No, don't. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not. Well, that'd be weird. CNN.men probably wouldn't. Well, not only that, it's going to be full of fear. Yeah. So 24-7. And uh, so Christian Men's Network, cmn.men. Also uh, on YouTube is our Monday Night Men. It premieres every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Right now we're going through the book Daring. Uh, we've gone through strong men in tough times, gone through real man, uh, some great teachings and, and things there. And then every year, uh, the first weekend of November, we meet in Dallas in a leadership meeting called the Lion's Roar, Global Summit for Christian and Biblical Masculinity with Christian Men's Network, men coming from around the world. So you're invited to be there, cmnsummit.com, cmnsummit.com. And then there's a well, there's a lot going on. We're, we've got new translations coming up in India. We've got a uh, live broadcast going into Iran and, and Farsi-speaking pastors, which means everybody from really from Los Angeles to Turkey to London, uh, Uzbekistan, awesome. all over the world. So that, that one's coming up. We've got broadcasts every single month to the dangerous nations of the world. And so those of you who are our partners and friends, thank you for supporting this. Our goal is to see men come to Jesus Christ and become disciples of Christ and move into a place of faith. Yeah. Uh, just like Brandon has bought a new building. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. New building for your church. Yeah. And the church bought a building. And uh, man, that's a step of faith. Yeah. Right. Big stretch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, we do not Fear yet know where do we're going. <laughs> yeah. It's a, do not be afraid, Brandon. Yeah. So. Do not be afraid for I will protect you. Here's the other translation. And your reward will be great. Yeah. 
Yeah, you will be I, satisfied and you will be secure. That's right. Yeah. How many times do you have to repeat that to yourself every day? I, again, I mean, process. this goes back to the very beginning, right? I mean, that yeah. is it. Fear will be there daily. So you might as well put faith in the mix. You I mean, might as well move into Christ. You're always going to have an opportunity yeah. to be afraid. So don't. Yeah. So stand up, get out of the cave, move, get some stuff done. Yeah. Enjoy life. What was the thing? Satisfied? Yeah. To enjoy God and glorify him. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, that should be a tattoo or something. Well, it's a creed. You can, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a creed. It's pretty popular. It's been around for a minute. <laughs> yeah. What if we could simplify all things to that? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it would be. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, you'd have to have something new every week. Yeah. Well, Just, if listen, if you can enjoy God, you will have faith. Yeah. There you go. If you will enjoy Him, you'll have faith. Hey, thanks for being with me, Brand. Well, thanks it's for great. Jump and uh, so there you go. That's uh, brave men today. And make sure you tell somebody about this. Uh, click on there. There's a place on there where you can like it. There's also a place where you can subscribe. So subscribe to uh, Brave Men. Tell somebody about it. Share share it. And uh, Bob and Flagstaff and uh, Steve in Berlin, uh, Rod in London, Alex in uh, Uganda, and other places in between that we hear from and that are friends of ours. We love you. Thank God for you. Remember, hope is alive. Hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.